Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of Cute Kind Of, if this is your first time here. Hello, hi, my name is Layla and welcome to my beauty and lifestyle podcast. Today I have a skincare routine for you guys. The last time I did a skincare routine episode was six months ago and I told myself I was going to update you guys every six months because I feel like a lot can happen with your skincare routine in six months. I feel like at the three month mark is when I start running out of products and then I'm just like, ah, like what can I try that's new? And it will give me enough time to try those products to tell you what I think about them. But basically the base of the products are pretty much the same. I did add some things, so I'm going to talk about that today. I'm going to link my old skincare routine episodes on the blog plus my episode about acne fighting ingredients on the blog as well. I highly suggest you listen to that episode because basically my new routine is a lot more intricate than my older routines only because after finding out more about ingredients I kind of find like what ingredients work for me what don't work for me. And then I just kind of customize it based on that. But yeah, I don't know how long this episode's gonna be, so let's just get started. So the other day I kind of went through and wrote down my entire like morning skincare routine and evening skincare routine because sometimes when I'm in the bathroom, I just forget what to do because I do switch up the products depending on what night it is. So if that's an issue you have as well, I would highly suggest you writing it down on a piece of paper and then keeping it in your bathroom and just looking at it when you're doing your skincare routine. Literally, I don't even have to remember anymore. It's so nice. But on top of that, not only am I learning about ingredients, but a great source for you guys to also learn more about skincare ingredients. I listen to a Lara Science of Beauty podcast. They do such a good job at like finding sources and explaining each of the ingredients and giving you background on why you should use it, why you shouldn't use it, who will it work for, so on and so forth. I'm going to link it on the blog. All right, next note is that I have sources for like my little like notes about what products you shouldn't use together versus what you can use. However, I cannot remember them and I did not write them down. I will hunt them down, don't worry. In general, like when I'm trying to research product ingredients, I usually go on Allure. Birdie is pretty good too. Only thing is like for some reason, and they talked about this on Los Angeles, which is another beauty podcast I highly recommend you listen to. There's so much contradictory information about product ingredients. Some people are like, oh yeah, you can use these two ingredients together. Well, a lot of people are like, no, you can't use these two together. So basically, you kind of have to go with your own gut. That's why I want to recommend Allure Science of Beauty podcast because I think they do a very thorough job explaining what you can do and what you can't do with ingredients. However, actually there's no however. I think that was the last thing I need to say. So <laughs> let's actually start the episode. All right, so let's start with cleanser. So I have pretty acne prone skin, I believe. And one of the things that really stops my acne from coming up is definitely this cleanser. It's the Clean and Clear Continuous Control Cleanser. It retails for five to $10 at the drugstore. I still use this. I talked about it in like all my skincare routines and I still use it to this day. I've been using it for years. It has 10% benzoyl peroxide, which is a lot. Like I think this cleanser is one of the only cleansers at the drugstore where you can get that much of benzoyl peroxide as an ingredient in your cleanser or a product. With that being said, benzoyl peroxide is a good ingredient if you do have acne prone skin. If you're someone who suffers from breakouts here and there, I would use salicylic acid or that's what a lot of germs and articles recommend to use instead of benzoyl peroxide. No, benzoyl peroxide is said to be an ingredient that is good for like continuous acne treatment, hence why I think it works really well for me. Um, the 
only important bit of information I have about this is that apparently you can't use benzoyl peroxide with vitamin C. Also, you can't mix benzoyl peroxide with retinol. However, this is my face cleanser, so I'm washing it off, So it's, and it's not staying on my face, actually, so I don't really know if that really doesn't means anything in this situation. I still do it. I'm going to do more research on it and get back to you guys, but I love this cleanser. If I am feeling as if I want like the vitamin C or the retinol to work more potently, I have another cleanser on deck. It's the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Hydrating Cleansing Gel. It retails for $12. I really like this. It doesn't necessarily do anything to your skin. A lot of people make the mistake buying cleansers, especially if they have acne prone skin or acne they want to treat, where they'll buy cleansers without acne fighting ingredients or any ingredients in it to help their acne. And they're just basically just putting anything on their face, like basically nothing. If that makes sense. Um, however, this one has hyaluronic acid. It's very soft. Um, it reminds me of the Glossier Milky Jelly Cleanser, if you've tried that, except it doesn't smell like roses. It's really nice though. I actually really like it. I think it's one of the better cleansers I've tried. And I use this when I'm feeling skeptical. <laughs> about using benzoyl peroxide or my other cleanser with my other skincare ingredients. But I really like it. If you're kind of skeptical about that, that's, this is a really good cleanser to get. All right, so next is toner. So the toner I use is the Neutrogena Alcohol-Free Toner. It retails for about $7 to $9 at the drugstore. I really like it. It kind of smells like L'Oreal products. If you've tried like the more expensive L'Oreal creams and stuff, they kind of have this very nice kind of fresh scent, expensive fresh scent. Um, but basically when I use toners, I'm not I'm not looking for the toners to really do anything acne or pore wise other than just like removing excess residue after cleansing and also removing like makeup from the hairline area and just giving my face an overall like cleanse before I apply my products. I really like this. I don't think I'm going to change my toner anytime soon because I actually really do like it and I think it's a plus that it doesn't have alcohol. Um, I'm not going to change it if I need to, but I'll let you know if I do. But from now until forever or until further notice, I'm going to be using this toner. I actually really like it. All right, so next is a product I adore with all my heart. It's the Rotomenthalum Hadalabo Hyaluronic Acid Lotion. It retails for about $16 on YesStyle. This is a Japanese skincare product. And I have to say, if you're going to buy Japanese, Korean, or any Asian beauty product, make sure you're buying it from a certified retailer. There's been a lot of like fake counterfeit makeup slash skincare products popping up, especially on Amazon. So make sure that you're double checking and making sure you're buying these products from proper retailers. But basically, this is called a lotion, but it's not like a lotion you probably know of being like a thick face cream or like body cream. But in Japan, like a lotion is a thin watery. In Korea, it's called like an essence, I believe. So it's kind of on the lines of that's very thin, very watery. It's basically my first layer of hydration. Before I used to use this as my actual like face cream, like my final skincare product. And I didn't really see kind of why people really liked it. However, once I switched it over to being like more of an emulsion product like my first layer of products after my first layer of product after I toned my face I see like a world of dif difference I think my skin is a lot more hydrated a note about this is Hada Labo products on their website are formulated to have a pH of 5.5 
6.5 to 6.5. Specifically this product, I read on Reddit, I'll link the Reddit post, that this lotion has a specific pH of 5.5. This is important for the next product I'm about to mention, but if you're interested in that, that is it. I highly recommend this product, especially if you have oily skin or normal skin and like you don't like very thick face creams. Like I love gel face creams. However, those tend to like sometimes just dry out the skin due to the fact they're not that hydrating. So having this product is really, really nice. All right, the next product I have is the Ordinary 100% Niacinamide Powder and it retails for $6. This is legitimately just a powder of niacinamide. The thing about it is it says on the Ordinary website, do not mix with formulations with a pH of five or lower. So make sure you're using it with products basically that have like a pH of 5.1 higher. And then they also listed the contradictions, which is we do not recommend combining niacinamide with topical vitamin C in the same regimen. If vitamin C is used as part of your skincare regimen, we advise to apply it at alternate times with this formula, ideally vitamin C in the PM and this formula in the AM. In addition, we do not recommend dissolving niacinamide powder in direct acid. Please refer to the mixing guide for guidance and selecting suitable dissolving bases. So basically, you can mix this powder with other skincare products and I would highly suggest you go through the mixing guide. I've done a lot of research where even Paula's Choice has said that like it's fine to mix vitamin C with niacinamide. However, like I'm not mixing it directly. I'm mixing my niacinamide powder with the hot lava lotion first, applying that and then putting the vitamin C on top. It's very pleasant. And I haven't seen much irritation due to that. I'll link Paula's Choice article or blog post that they did that explains it. I think they did a pretty good job, so just keep that in mind. I like niacinamide. I've been using it since college. I think I mentioned this, but like I got it and I kind of really didn't know what it did. All it said on the website was that it's good for like skin congestion. Like, okay, yeah, let me try this. And I was actually pretty impressed because it actually did work. It's good for oiliness and skin congestion. If you want another suggestion for niacinamide, obviously you can get the niacinamide serum from The Ordinary, but also the Inky List has their own niacinamide serum as well. So that's that. All right, next is my vitamin C serum. It's the Rotomenthalum Milano CC Vitamin C Serum. It retails for $13 to $15 on YesStyle. I've talked about this several times and I go into deep detail about why I like this product a lot, which I'll, you can listen to the other episodes about. But basically, for this product specifically, it's a very nice vitamin C product. It's not a very heavy serum, which I really like because I do layer a lot of skincare products. It's more of an essence, like a very thin serum. I think that's called an ampule? No, 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 it's not. Never mind, I lied. But I really like the serum. It's one of the best-selling vitamin C serums, and I think serums in general on YesStyle, and it's phenomenal. I love it. Like I said, um, there's contradictions. People say there's a contradiction between applying vitamin C and niacinamide, so obviously use your own discretion. All right, next, I introduced another ingredient into my skincare routine, and it is retinol or retinoid, or the same thing, who knows. But basically I use the Ordinary Granactive Retinoid 2% Emulsion and it retails for $10 on the Ordinary. This is the weakest formula of retinoid that they have on the Ordinary website, which I think is really good. It's moderate in strength, no irritation. It's one of the two weakest formulas. Basically, it changed my skin. 
Like, I literally think this was a great life-changing product, and I think it's going to be a product I continuously repurchase. But basically, my skin looks a lot, like, clearer and has a lot more clarity. Clearer and smoother. I wouldn't say clarity is the right word. But also on top of that, I have, like, a forehead wrinkle because I scrunched my forehead, obviously. And, you know, for the longest time, I've used, like, hydrating products. I put my eye cream on my wrinkle to see if that helps reduce it. But this product, like, the retinoid, actually actually helped reduce the wrinkle. And the wrinkle's still there. I think it's gonna take more time, but basically like it's most noticeable when I'm wearing makeup, but basically it's going away. It's actually really, really nice. I really like it. Yeah, so I'm like really excited that this worked so well and I would recommend it. All right, next we have an oil. It's the Ordinary 100% Organic Cold Pressed Rosehip Seed Oil. It retails for $10 on theordinary.com. Basically, I really love this product. The reason why I bought it, it was because I wanted a hydrating oil. Like I really wanted an oil for winter because I really wanted kind of that very like, I don't know, I just love using oils in skincare routines because it just feels so like luxurious, if that that is the right word. But basically rosehip oil, oil is supposed to help with hyperpigmentation and smoothing of the skin. I talk about this all the time. I deal with very intense hyperpigmentation. Like acne is a problem. However, hyperpigmentation is such a bigger problem for me personally. But I really like this product. I mix it in with my moisturizer every single night. It's on the thicker side, so it's gonna run out a lot faster. But basically, it's a very nice oil. And I think it helps my skin, definitely. Alright, so the next product I have is the Inculist Beta Hydroxy Acid or BHA Blemish in Blackhead Serum and it retails for $11 on Sephora.com. I don't use this very often. I only use it when my blackheads are very noticeable. Um, I use this on my chin, nose, and inner cheek area. And basically what I do is I just apply it. It's a serum. It's really good on my nose. It's okay on my chin and inner cheek area. And because I don't use it very often, I think that's the reason why I don't see consistent results as good as it is on my nose. Did I say that right? We're gonna go with it. But I really like it. Obviously I have, I use this occasionally, maybe like once a week probably, and I use it and I have to modify my skincare routines because of contradic contradicting ingredients, but I'll talk about that later. All right, so the next product I use is my face cream, which is the Tula 24-7 Moisture Hydrating Day and Night Cream, super-sized version, and it retails for $98. Yeah, I know, very expensive. My sister bought it, but it's so good. <laughs> like, I think it's one of the best moisturizers I've used in a very long time. I really like the formula. It's like a normal cream. It's not super thick and it smells very fresh. What I also like about it is it doesn't make my skin oily, but then again, I'm using other products in my skincare routine, the combating oiliness. But I really like it because I think it really helped. It's helped make my skin or face look a lot more clearer and look less dull, so I have a lot more clarity in my opinion. I don't know if it's because of the probiotic. Okay, so this is my theory. From someone who's not a dermatologist or has, or an esthetician or anything, is just obsessed. Probiotics is what's found in yogurt and yogurt is really good to help exfoliate the skin like minor wise like it's not very intense but it does exfoliate the skin to a degree and this moisturizer does use probiotics it says so I think that's the reason why my skin does look clearer and less dull but yeah that's just my theory please don't hold me to it 
Anyways, um, next are eye creams. So I have the Tula Glow and Get It Cooling and Brightening Eye Balm and it retails for $28. I've talked about this. I still use it. I really like it because it wakes me up and it adds a little glow around my eyes so I don't look that dead. The other eye cream I use that's a little bit more intense is the Biosan Squalene with Marine Algae Eye Cream and it retails for $54. I really, really like this eye cream. It does a really nice job hydrating and firming like my eye area. I don't know if it helps my wrinkles. I don't know if it's preventing my wrinkles. I don't know what's going on in that realm. Obviously, I'm 22. But you know what Michelle Fawn says, prevention is key. Yeah, okay, we're gonna go with that. But I really like it for nighttime. And I like it enough that sometimes I use it during the day because it is a very nice eye cream. All right, and then finally, the last product are sunscreens. So I use the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Water Gel Lotion SPF 30 and SPF 50. So they retail for between like 13 to $15. They are a chemical sunscreen, meaning they absorb the UV rays into the skin and turns it into heat and then releases it. But the reason why I use chemical sunscreens is because there's no white cast. I have darker skin, so white cast isn't working for me. But basically, there's a lot of conversation between what's better like a chemical sunscreen or a mineral sunscreen what's safer allure signs of beauty has a very good podcast episode about sunscreen and they also recommend another sunscreen called the black girl sunscreen which is made for like people with darker complexions and i think i'm going to purchase that next actually because i on the episode they talked about how it has a very nice cosmetic appearance which is really nice And then finally, I also like using it because it's very hydrating. Um, And this is a must for every day. Obviously, I'm not leaving the house, but when I do put vitamin C on for the daytime, I use this product. And I think you're supposed to use it even if you're home. So yeah, I'm using it every single day. All right, so I talked about this at the beginning, but skincare resources, we have the Allure Signs of Beauty podcast. Highly recommend you listen to it, especially if you're trying to figure out how to build your own personalized skincare routine. Obviously, my acne fighting ingredients episode, and then my previous skincare episodes. And then finally, I thought I would just run down my like morning and evening skincare routines because they're kind of different. Obviously, we have the Clean and Clear Continuous Control, um, and then we also have the Neutrogena Hydrogel Cleanser following toner. And then we have the Hot Alabo Lotion with the niacinamide powder. You only need like very little. It comes with a spoon and you literally you need one eighth of that spoon. But next we have our vitamin C serum. I do eye cream before face cream because I just want to. And then I do sunscreen. And then next for my evening skincare routine, we have again the Clean and Clear Continuous Control Toner, Hot Alabo Lotion with niacinamide powder retinol emulsion then eye cream then we do the rosehip oil with face cream and that's about it then my last two tidbits is do not mix vitamin c with ahas bhas and phas and then do not mix benzoyl peroxide with retinol like i said my cleanser is the only product that has benzoyl peroxide in it and i think it's fine because i wash it off however i think if you're going to use like a topical one that you leave on. I think that's where the contradiction comes from. But then again, I would do your research because man, there's so much contradicting information out there about skincare routines. My friends, that wraps up the episode. So if you enjoyed today's episode of Q Kind Of and you want to continue listening, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Speaker, Spotify, Google Podcasts, CastBox, iHeartRadio, Bullhorn, Amazon Podcasts, and pretty much any other major podcast streaming service. If you'd like to follow us, we are on Instagram at Q Kind of Podcast. My 
podcast Instagram has been growing recently. And if you have a podcast, please follow me. I'm going to follow you back and then I'll listen to your podcast and we can be friends. Next, <laughs> my Twitter is at QKindOf. I don't really post on Twitter other than to give updates and to like talk about and to like link my new episodes. If you'd like to email me, my email is hellocukindof at gmail.com. And like always, all products I talked about, anything mentioned, what is already linked on the blog at www.qkindof.com. All right, so that wraps up the episode. I don't really think I have anything else to say. The other day I was thinking about how like, I think I want to start uploading all my episodes on Saturday instead of Friday, but then I need a day off during the week where I can just do nothing. Like absolutely nothing. Like have no plans, have nothing to do, don't do anything. And that's usually Saturday for me, but I don't know. I'm still thinking about it, so I would love your feedback. Also, what is your opinion on newsletters? I'm thinking about starting one, but I don't know. We will see. I'm really bouncing off a lot of ideas for you guys, but (laughs) yeah. I'm trying, what else is there to talk about? I think in general, like, I'm surprised January's, like, January 2021 is about to end. Like, it's literally about to end. It feels like yesterday was New Year's. I feel like a lot of this podcast is just me going, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So on, so forth, however. <laughs> I use those so much. Also, oh, this is the thing I wanted to talk about. So for my YouTube videos of the podcast episodes, um, I think I'm just going to bulk upload them rather than like doing it every week because on Friday, I'm just exhausted (laughs) that I kind of just want to get this podcast up because there's something that always goes wrong, which is really bad on my part because it's poor planning, but I plan as aggressively and as detailed as I can, but it still like is an issue. Not much else is going on. Hopefully February will kind of move forward. I'm feeling a lot better about February. Only, not only because it's my birthday month, but also because like January 2021 was very quiet for me. Uh, Obviously for as the United States as a whole, it was not. but (laughs) But for me personally, it was very like quiet. But anyways, I hope you guys have a great weekend and I look forward to talking to you guys next week. If you want to talk to me, you can talk to me on Instagram and I'll be happy to talk to you. We can all be friends. Isn't that cute? Okay. So anyways, bye.